welcome to Multiverse of Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about... Last Avengers for the Ant-Man special. Yeah, initially we had talked about doing the Avengers Defend the World thing, but I've moved this week and apparently that just takes up a lot of time, so it was something like nine o'clock on saturday night and i hadn't even gotten to reading or taking notes and Devin, you were nice enough to suggest this story and then i think we sort of regret it except for this is a way that we could get an episode out true because this is only two issues long mm-hmm. two longer issues very true. still double true and they felt very slow so then it felt like quadruple that <laughs> yeah like, for a book that has a lot of stuff that occurs in it and not a lot of stuff actually happens, and when stuff actually happens, it's not interesting or good. Nope. So the last Avengers story, like Devin mentioned, was a two-issue series written by Peter David with art by Ariel Olivetti, letters by Jim Novak, and... The logo credit was different because you don't normally get that, but the logo was done by Todd Klein. Snap. Mm -hmm. And it is set on Earth 9511. And as usual, we're going to have the image gallery up on multiverseofq.com. And Ariel Olivetti's art here, it seems like art that could be very good for, like, covers or trading cards or that sort of stuff oh yes but on a lot of the pages here it just lacks energy it makes everything feel like it's in a haze and that made me feel like i was reading even slower yeah it's stylistic which is not bad but this style doesn't really work i think some of the coloring is good though a lot of the coloring didn't have more thought to it than like a very perfunctory level mm-hmm. and this entire story is just like a slog so we are doing you a favor by covering this one this week i was reading a thing apparently he wrote it back in like 1985 and then it was published 10 years later it definitely feels like an avengers story that would have come out in the 80s mm-hmm based on, like, who shows up. And it is definitely a very of-its-time Avengers team, minus some forethought that I'd say is more inadvertent than anything. Because it's a very weird mix of characters, and the relationships here are strange. A lot of things felt like it wasn't, they weren't explained well enough. Oh, yeah. There are, like, conclusions to one of the big battles that is never actually shown. Yeah. So, this is set on Earth 9511, and we start off with a breaking at the time capsule, which is a secure vault, and that is where the thief finds the Last Avenger story, which is a file slash book and then two years later all of the current avengers who are a bunch of no names who we won't really mention uh get killed at their base 
with a bomb. This was like the only one of the slight scenes that I mildly enjoyed, which was them fighting over poker because they're accusing the telepaths of cheating. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like the idea that these heroes aren't really proactive and for reasons we'll get into later, they don't have anything to do until there is danger. So that's why they were all gathered at the base and were able to be killed off. Sure. So the press starts turning to the previous still living Avengers, including Hank Pym and Janda Van Dyne. And Janda Van Dyne now has a thing where she is slowly shrinking as she ages, which is weird because it doesn't really come up. No, that seemed to be like a thing at the very beginning and then kind of like glossed over because she also seems way taller later on in the series. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you can just take some damn pim particles. I mean, I, I would agree with that. So the press shows up and Janet chases him off when Pim starts to get angry. And the way that he gets angry is very stylistic. And it's like, oh, is he going to like Hulk out or something? You know, he, he's just getting angry. He's just a crotchety he's a ass old man. Yeah, which also feels like a weird point there. And then Jan becomes a crotchety old woman, but with superpowers. Mm-hmm. And alone again, the person who broke into the time capsule shows up. And reveals that, yeah, it was also him who killed the Avengers, and it is Ultron 59, and away from Knights. What if Ultron 69 just goes full into the whole 69 joke? That'd be great. Mm-hmm. He just makes sexual innuendos everywhere. And no one would fight him, because they'd just be saying, Nice. So Ultron tells them to prepare for the final battle of the Avengers and their foes, or Ultron and his associates are going to hunt them down and murder them one by one. It turns out that the last Avengers story was captured by Kang, who took it from the future to the past, so he's pretty sure that he's able to stop the Avengers with his crew, which includes Oddball, who gives people mental disorders with a touch, which never fucking comes up. I was going to say, I had no idea who that was. Yeah, there is an oddball who's part of like the evil jugglers group in Marvel. Okay. But yeah, uh, if he's supposed to be someone... I, I'm pretty sure he's not supposed to be an evil juggler. Uh, who he is makes no sense. Nope. And then there's Grim Reaper, who is normally the brother of Wonder Man, who has a scythe for a hand. But they didn't and seem like Reaper, that's who it was in this one. Yeah, no, it's not. But they never really explained how it, it became like yeah, the Grim Reaper. I'm like, wait. Well, well, no, they sort of do. They sort of do. I mean, we'll get to that later. It was a shit. But yeah, it. Yeah, the way that things are introduced is not good. Also, he looks like fucking Skeletor. Grim Reaper did. He looks like Skeletor or. Uh... Dream, sleepwalker specifically his body and his chest it looks like the little outfit that Skeletor wears so Reaper and Oddball are at ends with Kang and Ultron so their whole teammateness is tenuous Hank and Janet go to the Avengers base to look for survivors and it's bad writing that there aren't any like 
construction or rescue crews there. Yeah. And Cannonball and Johnny Storm are revealed to have survived, so props on having Cannonball. I was kind of, I think, was like, oh, if Johnny and Cannonball are going to be in this, maybe this will be an okay book. Yeah, no, they don't get a lot to do. Because they're old. The Johnny Storm subplot was weak. Yeah. Uh, Janet ends up finding Hercules Mace and she has a flashback because apparently the gods and also the Hulk and the Thing had this big fight called the Cataclysm that ended with only the Grey Hulk returning to Earth with Hercules Mace. And I thought this was going to lead to Loki showing up because, you know, like, oh, Loki was the guy who assembled the Avengers initially and he was their big threat and, like, that would be great. That does not happen. Hell no. They also find Bombshell, who is a daughter of Hercules, who can explode things. That's it's not super clear, and only might and, be the daughter of Hercules. Yeah, and Hotshot, who is the son of the Black Knight, who is the superhero who wants to be popular, who also only might be the son of the Black Knight. <laughs> yeah, they fucked around. Yeah, they did. Hank then picks up She-Hulk, who is Jesse Wingfoot, the daughter of the original She-Hulk and Wyatt Wingfoot. And she was working on a SWAT team, but she decides to go with them. And there's just a really weird chemistry thing with, like, Hank and Jesse. I agree. It's like, are they secretly lovers? Is it a father-daughter relationship? I don't really know. Yeah. At the be- yeah, at the beginning, she just goes with a full-on like kiss, like, oh yeah. Yeah, and like she undresses in front of him, and but it, then the it, way that it, he talks a- about to her later, like in the issue in that undressing scene, it's just, it seems more like he's just like, just go take your fucking shower, kid. It's very weird. Uh, they also try and get Reed Richards, who has to have a body brace for stability, and Doctor Doom has essentially been lobotomized. And Reed refuses to join. Well, to be fair, he can't really do anything. Sounds like an excuse. He just doesn't want to leave his apartment. Because he knows they're going to show some old reruns of his favorite show. Matlock? Probably. So they go to Hawkeye and Mockingbird next, and Hawkeye is blind for reasons we'll find out later, and he suggests that they try and find Captain America, who would become the president, had three terms, got assassinated, maybe in stasis, and we get a brief moment where they like go over what happened, and then we find out what happened to some of the other Avengers, there was a big fight against Ultron 19, and it turned out that Hulk came back evil. Uh, Hawkeye was able to stop Ultron, but then Hulk goes all Ultimate Universe and literally tears Tigra apart for no reason. Yeah, this whole thing is like, I, I don't understand this. Yeah, uh, Mockingbird knocked out Hawkeye and was like, yeah, we're getting the fuck out of here. And they flew away on Clint's Sky Cycle. And the fight ended up being Wonder Man versus the Hulk. 
the Hulk punched a hole through Wonder Man and Wonder Man exploded, which presumably killed the Hulk because he does not show up anywhere. And when Hawkeye looked at the explosion, uh, he got permanently blind. And ultimately, Hawkeye and Mockingbird refused to go. Yeah. Hank then... Yeah. Hank then talks about the villain massacre where the heroes worked with the government to round up all the villains and then all the villains got executed. And Hank was like, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was not good. That was not what I wanted to happen. And Captain America's like, yeah, I understand if you want to quit. I'd never quit unless I died. And then he ran for president, became president, got assassinated. Yeah. The end. Uh, yeah, it's... Like, that whole idea is, I guess, why there's nobody waiting. But on the other hand, if you have villains who are going to brutally kill people or, like, ransom the Earth or poison millions or turn them into dinosaurs, I can understand the government being like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to kill you all. Because uh -huh. they are committing massive crimes on their own free will like I, I'm not a fan of the idea because it like takes pieces off the board but if you lived in a superhero world oh, there sure. would definitely be a death penalty for supervillainy oh for sure and then Hank is like oh well you know this series is sad enough you know who we need to find the fucking vision for reasons um, <sighs> that have yet to be mentioned, the vision is sad. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much stuff where it's like, oh, here's a mystery, but none of them really pay off all that well. Oh, God, no. I mean, there's the yeah. two-issue thing, and most of it's just a let's play roundup. So, in the Himalayas, Tommy Maximoff's brother, who is the Grim Reaper, appears. So, these are like Tommy and Billy. So, you know, like Speed and uh -huh. Wiccan from the Young Avengers, except worse. Because Tommy is the magic one here, and Billy is... I know, that part, like, threw me off. I'm like, that's not how I recall it being, but okay. <sighs> yeah. Which, I mean, to be fair, that would have been before those characters were really established by like a solid oh, 10 yeah. years, but... You think that they would have tried to switch it around. Yeah. So Tommy is aware that his brother wants to kill him, and he's like, Doctor Strange, you're my master, what should I do? Doctor Strange don't do shit. Hell no. Even though he's on the cover. And so Hank runs another check on heroes, and it's like, oh... What about so-and-so? They dead. What about so-and-so? Oh, they're crippled. What about so-and-so? They're insane. They don't mention Iron Man at all, though. I, I noticed that. Because just like, but where's Tony Stark? And mm -hmm. Or at the very least, where's his billions of, like, at that point in time, sentient robot suits? Yeah, like, that's a big gap in here, and I don't think that it would have been a thing where it's like, oh, Peter David doesn't think this is important anymore. No. Oh, well, yeah. if you do think about that, that would have been the time of Teen Tony. 
when it was originally coming out or when it was when it was published. published. Mm. Oh. Yeah, that would have been the era of Teen Tony. It would have been right before the Heroes Reborn uh, reboot. So we also find out that Peter Parker is unable to go because of his son, Ben. And Jesse goes to talk to Marissa, his daughter, with Alicia Masters, which is always very weird because I keep forgetting how, like, Johnny Storm married the thing's old girlfriend and how they just couldn't let that go. And he divorces her and also it turned out she had been a scroll. No, there's like a lot of that that was confusing. Well, like, I I understand the gist of it, but the whole thing of, oh, yeah, we have Ben Grimm, this very ugly, ugly man, and he has a woman who is in love with him because she can see the beauty under his true soul. And then Johnny Storm came in and was like, oh, hey, I want to date you. Oh, and we're also going to get married. And oops, you were a scroll. I accept the scroll thinks maybe that was them trying to always walk it back, being like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But then they never really yeah. fix it, so. No. Though here, at least, he got married a second time. But yeah, he talks to Marissa, who is his daughter, who turns flame into solid objects. Which I also thought was going to come up later in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, and they never really show, oh, can she make flame herself? Yeah. Or does she always just have, like, a Bic lighter? But yeah, she says no because she is an artist. So we get a scene with Hank and Jesse in a motel, and that's when Tommy shows up, followed by the Grim Reaper, who tells him when and where the fight is going to be, which will be in Greenwich Village. They then head to the sky, where Vision is in stasis. After Vision and Quicksilver had a fight, but he is non-responsive, and Tommy's like, oh, okay, screw you, Dad. Back at their house, Mockingbird and Hawkeye get a call from someone mysterious that excites both of them. And then Hank goes out walking, talks to Ultron, and Ultron's like, oh yeah, I'm the most human Ultron so far, so this is my experiment to see if I become human enough to beat you. And it just drags on so long, because even half of this issue is just, oh, we need to try and get more mm-hmm. of the team together. Oh, hell, even in the middle of the fight, so, it's still we're getting the team together. Yeah. So the heroes arrive for the fight, and it turns out that Hotshot had called reporters, and Hank reveals that his plan is to just take these Avengers into the microverse. And Janet's like, no, that's a wimp plan for wimps. You suck. Oh, no, 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 no. I believe that Hank was going to leave everyone else to die. That it was going to be just him and Jan going to the microverse. That's how I interpreted his plan. Oh, okay. Well, we interpreted it differently. Because he basically said, I did my job. I got them together. I'm not going to fight. So it's just like, ooh, you're going to dick them over. Nice. And let's be real, Luke, which one's the more Hank Pym thing to do? Uh, make a new Ultron to team up with the evil Well, probably. <laughs> oh, Hank. 
so Hotshot dies first because he's like, oh, I got a shotgun. And Kang just makes a force field <laughs> around Hotshot's he shoots his head off. God. Uh, Bombshell loses a leg. I have written egg there. I, I was not super awake when I was writing these notes. I, I could tell. Yeah. Uh, Torch gets knocked down. Uh, Jesse is killed by Grim Reaper, which sends Tommy into a rage, and Vision starts to wake up because he's like, oh, my kids are angry. My kids are fighting again. I should probably spank one of them. Uh... Cannibal goes to help the others, but then Kang appears and, like, sort of bisects him while he's blasting. Yeah. (sighs) Why? Uh, the heroes still have the villains on the rope, but then Ultron starts to appear to attack the news crews, and Marissa leaves, and it's like, oh, is she going to join the fight? And we find out later, no, she just goes into a closet cry. to cry. Yeah. Which I I get on a level, but on another level, it's like, that's that's dumb. Because her power sounded cool, and I kind of wanted to see that, like her and daddy teaming up. Like him making like something out of flame and then her turning it to solid like rock or something. Yeah. But it's a wasted op. So Oddball then goes to grab Wasp, but Hank shrinks him down and Oddball gets stepped on by Ultrons. And like here, Oddball touches Wasp, but she does not get transformed or driven mad or anything. And when Oddball is killed, Reaper gets angrier. Mockingbird and Hawkeye show up to the fight to uh, deal with the Ultrons, and as Hank and Janet are trying to run, the main Ultron appears in front of them, and Vision becomes even more aware of what's going on. And while the fighting is going on, Clint gets knocked from his fighting perch. And this is when we find out that Billy... Luke, I don't think the- mentioned that the Hawkeye and Mockingbird appeared. No, I did. Did you? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, we then find out that Billy slash the Grim Reaper had been a horseman of Apocalypse, and Tommy knocks him out briefly. Hank gets shot in the back by Kang, which kills him, and because and Ultron, which kills him, and Ultron is furious because Ultron wanted to kill his dad. And Ultron is like, hey, you weren't supposed to do this. This wasn't in the book. I wrote the book. I made you think this book was real, you idiot. You dumbass. You jackbutt. And then the wasp is like, oh, hey, well, I know what I'm going to do. And she shoots Kang through the eye holes, destroying his brain through that, killing him. I was into that panel. What? I was into that panel. Yeah, he's like, oh, what are you going to do? You don't have a good enough shot. And it's like, oh, fuck you, Kang. And, yep, and Hawkeye is saved by the Human Torch when he was falling off that building. Ultron decides to grow super large, and the Grim Reaper attacks Tommy, and it becomes a full-out brawl. And Vision, who is watching all this, flashes back to Wanda's death. Via Quicksilver, because Quicksilver was really angry at the Vision, because Quicksilver is an asshole. And Wano tried to stop things. She tried to use her magic to 
uh, like getting in the way, but Quicksilver was unable to stop then, and he just ran into Wanda, smushing her up against the Vision, and then he ran off the side of a cliff and died. Yep. God, comics are bad, Devin. They are. Oh, and this was also in front of both Tommy and Billy. So Vision was like, oh, I don't have to, have to deal with this. And he flew up into the sky. Oh, and this is also at Hank and Jan's wedding. <laughs> Comics are bad, Devin. Like, this is during the reception. <laughs> <laughs> Comics are bad. Who wants to cut the cake? Oops. <laughs> so I was at Hank and Janet's wedding, and uh, Pietro just ran into his sister, and things got really bad. Hank, I want a divorce. <laughs> Well, it's not like our wedding can get any worse. Uh, so Vision finally reawakens and he emerges with Ultron and then they both die. Yeah. We then go a bit into the future where Hawkeye and Janet meet up at the memorial monument that they made for this massive clusterfuck. <laughs> and we find out that it was Captain America who had called Hawkeye to say, hey, come on out to this fight. It's going to be really, really good. And he's been keeping tabs on everything because there's been a computer system that we've seen. It's like, oh, maybe it's supposed to be Ultron. And then, no, it turns out that it's Captain America who's in a stasis computer field like his Walt fucking Disney. But that's the thing. But he's still, like, moving and, like, manipulating things. I'm just like, I feel like you don't really know what stasis means. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this comic is like good. you're cry You're basically yeah. You're just like frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Until they can find the cure for Bonitis. I think the real Captain America would have been like, "Screw my Bonitis," and then he would have died on the field and have been like, "My crippling Bonitis." Probably. But yeah, so this book was bad. Yeah. So, um, we've we've got to rank this universe. I mean, I'm I'm going down to the bottom. Oh yeah. So, I I guess the place where I'd start is a similarly bad Peter David alternate universe story Hulk of the end that was bad I would say this is, is this... worse yeah this was long and painful mm-hmm. um whom gods destroy I would say it's worse whom gods destroy had a coherent plot that I mostly followed it had too many plot lines but yeah it made sense uh, Carrie Austin's Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. Worse than that. Yeah, I mean, this didn't ruin... Okay, um, 
is it worse than Time Limbo, which represents the bad parts of Avengers Forever? I would put it right above that. Uh, right above that is faux, overcomplicated continuity bullshit from one of those joke gags. So I think that's a good place right under that mm-hmm. for a new 561. So Earth dash 9511 the last Avengers story and you know it really sucks Devin? What? We've still got to cover other Avengers stories. That's true. Yeah, we didn't really get a chance to put out questions because we changed what our plan was going to be. That's cool. But, uh, yeah. Uh, do you know what we're going to be covering next week, Devin? Um, I knew, and then I forgot. Next week on uh, Multiversal Q, do you know what we're covering, Devin? What, Luke? Captain Marvel number 126 through 129. Nice. From the current volume. A good issue, an arc it is. And then the week after that, we are hitting our 150th episode. We're working on the special now, so look forward to that. Uh, Devin, where can people find you online? You can find me online at FredFitz, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-D-T, and Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at LukeHair.com. You can also find the both of us on the Exiled podcast, which is starting a new arc next weekend. But we also have a new one-shot featuring a Morrison-era special class X-Men team. That is very, very good. And... Uh, Multiverse Q is a weekly podcast. We are sponsored by listeners like you and have been for over three years at this point. Like, even though next week or in two weeks is our 150th, we've done more episodes and we just don't always number them. Truth. Lots of special mm-hmm. ones for you. The guys. fans. So, uh, make sure to check out multiverseq.com to see image galleries, our Trials of the Multiverse chart, and more. You can also email us at multiversalq at gmail.com to send in requests, or you can just hit us up on Twitter, which is at multiversalq. We also have a Patreon where for as little as a dollar a month, you get early episodes of the Exiled podcast, and, you know, every once in a while we'll do some Boko. So I think that wraps us up for this week, Devin. Uh, yeah, I don't think this one's for Hank. It's not, because he died. Yeah. He did. I forgot that he died. Oh yeah, and we didn't even mention that they didn't get a conclusion to the Tommy and Grim Reaper bullshit. Oh yeah. It's a bad comic, Peter David. You should feel bad about this and for your... There was a lot of unsatisfactory stuff. Yep. The Peter David story. Peace. Peace.